Hey, this is Pastor Mike. Welcome to the podcast where we spend a few minutes, a few times a week, looking at the world around us and in light of what we see, figuring out how to keep God at the center, how to follow Jesus, and how to love others better. Today, Adam and I continue our conversation about righteousness. Hope you enjoy it. We call it ReChurch. So the whole idea of righteousness that I just wondered when I was, I was working through some of these thoughts yesterday, is everybody trying to, just like we're trying to perform, at least from a God, if you have a God perspective, do you think most people then are naturally trying to please God, naturally trying to earn his favor? I think so. I think so. Um, it's kind of like, you, you have to maybe dig a little deeper to ask why are they doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think you might even talk about that as like a, the, the, the Christian journey, like yeah. shedding old motivations for newer, more resurrected motivations. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be somebody who would say like, I'm trying to live the right life, but they're actually kind of doing that so that God's in their back pocket. Like, yeah. Kind of owe me God. Right. I've given you good 10 years here, you know? Right. So, why haven't you killed the fatted calf for me? Right, like I'm doing did. my part. Yeah, yeah. Like the older brother, the So instead son. of, in some ways, you're not earning his favor, you're earning his um, work. You're earning his um, contribution to your life. Really. Yeah. It's like, if he's all big and powerful, I'll do my part. I'll, I'll toss my, you know, my spare change into the basket. I'll serve a little bit. Then I can count on him to. So it's not just earning his favor; it's earning his favor and what he would do for me if I did earn his favor. Yeah, like you always say, the ROI. Yeah, the, the return, return investment. investment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is. Uh, I could see that as a distinct era in my own life. Mm-hmm. I would say, almost that would be the first phase of my own Christian journey. Was a sort of Pharisaic, mm-hmm. legalistic, like, yeah. okay, I check these boxes and then. You know, I'm good. I feel like God might have to check those. That's his right. job over there. And then it's excruciatingly disappointing if you've done everything you write and yeah. then God doesn't give you what you want. Yeah, I don't know how that kind of faith would survive. You know, you notice that around the world, you notice a kind of maybe we might call it a prosperity gospel. And I just think, how do those people keep going in their faith? Because there's no way it could ever be realized or satisfied. Well, and if they don't get as rich as the guy who's preaching it. Yes. Like the guy who's preaching it usually has it going pretty well. Right. And he's saying you can have all this if you do all these religious things or whatever. Yeah. I suppose it functions like any kind of mythology where you see it happen just enough times that you think, well, one of these times it'll be me. Or you just, the the key is that you throw this word hope in there, Mm. which says at some point it will come through. Right. Like you might not, you might be 70, but eventually your ship will come in. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, so you just hold out hope that everything's going to be the way you want it by the time it's all done. So I think I think we can safely say pretty much everybody in some form is trying to please God, trying to earn his favor, trying to... I just don't know if people would necessarily say trying to become righteous in his eyes. Yeah, that word might not be yeah. the sort of thing that rolls off people's tongue. That's the part that threw me was like, we're using that word like, and I don't know if people really think, I, had to, I do want to earn God's favor, but I don't ever think I'm righteous. Yeah. 
And actually, the interesting thing about that, although it's sort of outside our vernacular or maybe we're uncomfortable with it, uh, there's some ways of thinking like Paul's actually using a very familiar set of words like uh, the 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 use of the word righteous is is kind of a metaphor for them. He's talking about a legal setting, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the ancient world. There's not yeah. a whole lot to do. Right. Kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. And so what did people do? Well, sometimes they just went and saw what was happening down at court. Yeah. And, oh, these right. two neighbors are having it out. And so yeah. they go down yeah. to court and they li- and so the when Paul talks about being given righteousness, they understand like, oh, it's just like when the judge says that person is right. Right. And then the justifiable part, like you're justifiably righteous, is I can prove it. You're righteous or unrighteous. I can show you. Yeah. Yeah. So that metaphor throughout Romans is he's kind of working with I gotcha. a home base for them. And maybe it's just not home base for us. Yeah. What would we say instead? Um, if we weren't pursuing righteousness, we would be pursuing what? Yeah. Good question. Um, well, you said favor earlier. Yeah, God's favor. fine. I, I think that, yeah. That's all. We, we aren't really shooting for perfection. The, the old, would it be fair to say that the Jews of the time understood that God's standard was perfection? So if yeah. you wanted to please God, you had to be perfect, at least in the law. They kind of traveled with that, maybe that crossover from the legal judicial system to the religious system, right? It's like, well, yeah. we, we have to be, you have to be perfect to win God. I don't know if we have that anymore. It's like, eh, if no, I'm decent. I think, right. I think you're right. If I'm more than decent, then I'll be... So the, maybe the first hurdle is to get people to understand God's holiness, God's standard is one of righteousness. Because then that's a showstopper. Yes. Because I think most people would never would never conclude I'm righteous, I'm holy, I'm pure. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't do that. So no wonder people just dumb it down to, and we kind of naturally dumb it down to, well, if God thinks I'm decent then it's going to be okay because what other standard could I possibly get to? Yeah, there's a pretty big shift that I think you can maybe even discern historically. Like you kind of get into the 20th century and there's almost this role reversal where historically ancient world on through the Middle Ages, people are quite comfortable with the idea of thinking like, I am on trial as a human being. Mm -hmm. Uh, But C.S. Lewis describes it as like, we get to the 20th century and everyone thinks, no, 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 God's on trial. Oh, yeah, is he living good. up to his end of the bargain here or not? Yeah. So this, there is that reversal. Yeah. So we need to think about this. I'm going to finish up this segment with this statement that I'm forming in my head right now. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, who's on trial in your life? You or God? 